Hey, yo, what's good, guys? Welcome to Contrast Comedy. I'm one of your hosts, Teddy B. And I'm Jerry Corley. Oh, you're not going to do the joke, Doctor? Oh, I'm Jerry Corley, a.k.a. the joke doctor. <laughs> and I am the physician's assistant working on getting my uh, joke doctor's license. But, uh, yeah, I'm a practitioner. Uh, kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See you later. Well, like, you're not going to do the... <laughs> you prompted your own joke there. So, uh, you told him, you told him that it was gonna happen at a certain time. Here, just like send a request. Let me record. That. Oh yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. And then let me update this here to do multiple participants can share, so you can share too. Uh, let's see here. What is this? I'm gonna pull this up. Let's go to my channel here. Yeah, let's man. So pause that. Like, so yeah, once you let the kids know what time, uh-huh. they're like. That's what time Dad's not available. We got to make sure he knows that we need him. Yeah. Two hundred and fifty-two. Not to cut you off or anything, dude, but two hundred and fifty-two views for that AI George Carlin reaction video. That was like the most views my YouTube channel has got. You think I need to start posting more of the podcast on there? Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I'm like, God damn! But someone posted a comment, man. And you don't be in the comments. I'm having fun with it. But what is it? Where it goes? This goes here. Let me let's pause that. Uh, here, I can just do this. We can go. Oh, just click there. Share. All right, you see it? No, what was it? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, shame on you for promoting this. You're paying royalties to George Carlin's estate. Apparently not, since they have already justifiably filed the lawsuit. Fuck off. And then I go check the profile. They don't even have anything. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm all like, take, we're just making a reaction uh, video. But making thanks, reactions. thanks <laughs> for sharing your input. Be sure to like and subscribe for more content. <laughs> yeah. People like, so funny. <laughs> we're ta- funny and, we're talking, we're, and we're talking about it negatively. Yeah, they yeah. filed a lawsuit. We're the ones who fucking told them to, dumb bitch. <laughs> They're probably one of the ones that watched the video. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm the what? one that <laughs> Carly's right. tweeted over to Kelly Carlin saying, I think you have a lawsuit here. <laughs> don't take my word for it, but I don't think AI is protected under fair use. No, nah, it's not because there's uh because before I was able to like in chat GPT on the chat GPT, I used to be like, hey, create me an image in the style of Boondocks, right? The animated show, because I love that show. And before the whole lawsuits and everything was going down, they would do it, no problem. Now it gives a message saying, due to uh copyright, we can't do any type of content of that nature. Wow, so, that's important. Do you have that? Do you have a screenshot of that? of that yeah i got it on my com- phone that that comment i can yeah, do a screenshot and send it to you screenshot share it to me put it up there and yeah because that's that's a big deal right right now because they're gonna wait until this uh wait until this uh um you know they're gonna wait until this uh lawsuit goes through okay everybody is excited about what they're gonna do with this yeah because this is a big fucking deal yeah, I gotta find it and look for it. It's one of the ones that I did, but it's like one of because I was trying to do 
they like got it all weird now with how they have everything set up with this chat GPT. Anyways, don't want to di- derail the podcast. I'll look at it later, but I will find it and I'll send it to you. But yeah, yeah I was like, cool, man. But if you even do it, like say like going to, do you have the chat GPT open AI app on your phone? Um, cause if you do, then you can just, phone? yeah, on your phone. Cause you can just do that. And then like, say like, make me a picture or make me a picture in the style of Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. And I'll say, we can't do that. Cause of like copyright content or some shit like that. I don't know if it's actually like copyright that they say, but it's like due to like content laws or something like that. They can't do it. Yeah. Oh, hang on a second. I'm trying to my camera is I've got to get a new camera. Obviously, it's I figured it out. The camera is the thing that's glitching. And um, so I've got to get a new camera now, you know, the because the, I was like, man, what is the flashing going on? Is that the app? Is that the Oh, I was wondering it, what was going on, too, bro. I just didn't, I didn't say anything. I just figured it was your Internet or so. <laughs> And it's like turns out it's my it's the camera itself that's have you have you ever done a OBS bot? OBS got, bot. Yeah, they got so like those are like all my cameras that I use on uh, pretty much everything I've been using. I use OBS bot. I got the tiny here. I put the link here and you can look at it. But I got like all three of their all three of their versions. It uses a it uses AS uh, AS. <laughs> It uses ASI. ASI. What the hell's ASI, Teddy? What the hell's ASI? All right. <laughs> see, now we got, see, look at that. We'll switch that up. A oh, day, yeah. Come, 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 there you go. Out. Why is it now using two fucking, that's cool. I switched, but now it's got like two cameras going. Right. <laughs> All right. Hold on. There you just, go. Get rid of that. There Let's turn go. this off. Copy. There we go. There we go. Now that's, that's better. Now it's just me. There you go. And this, I've um, set it up and uh, set my iPhone up for now until I get a new camera. All right, boom, popped it in there. They come from. Uh, I got the, I got the, the meat, the tiny stream, and then I got the, the tiny two. I don't know why I got so many uh, cameras. Maybe that's why I'm broke. <laughs> that could be why, you know. So, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I see this. Yeah, <laughs> OBS Bot Tail Series. I don't. And have this that like one. follows you and shit. Yeah, right? this is why sometimes when you like looking at, sometimes you'll see the camera start moving with me and stuff like that. It's because yeah. of the AI it's in here. All right, cool. Yeah, but those are oh, those are pretty cool cameras. I figure I could give you some tips. You'd be giving me tips, so there's some stuff. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, I was looking at some other ones that do the same thing. Yeah. Um, by. Uh, you know, uh, Zoom and um, uh, Logitech, yeah. things like that. You know, I like I like OBS. They got a good. They I see a lot of their. They got me on the social media apps. The those market man, like those those commercials. Woo, those social media the, the commercials they be putting on like Instagram and Facebook. Those. Wow, <laughs> those are powerful, man. I I can't tell you how much stuff I be buying off those ads, dude. Those stupid. are really effective, aren't They're they? Stupid. Like, oh wait, stupid, wait, I, I wipe this cream on my cheek and blackheads come out. <laughs> I gotta get this. You mean I drink this these this mushroom stuff and I get super smart? 
okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they do a great, uh, they, they do a great oh job, my God, at, you know, man. focusing on what the transformation is as part of the, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the the product they're selling. And it's shit, man. It's just shit that they're advertising majority of it is shit they just got a great marketing and you know they're they're fucking around with us they're over there going let's see if we can put together this commercial we're actually going to sell dog shit (laughs) and have them rub it all over their faces and (laughs) and sell it as the the new uh, organic mud mask that'd be a fun joke (laughs) we're gonna call it the doberman facial it's probably what all the uh what the preteens over at Sephora are gonna start doing. <laughs> right. So I just a, got the Doberman facial and look how beautiful my skin looks. Does your I daughter smell- shop at Sephora or she's not into all that? Smells shit like yet. dog shit, but it's great. No, my daughter doesn't uh, shop. It's they're not into that stuff. See, my wife is not a makeup person. Okay, right? she's got uh, she. You know, everybody always that says natural beauty. You have such beautiful skin. She goes, yeah, it's because I don't use any any makeup and I drink water. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> she that wine. You know, she's a connoisseur at the Walmart she's a wine connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, it's like she can't. She can't tell you about all the wines in the world, but she could school the bitch on the wines that come in a box. Hey, I got this idea. I'm, uh, I'm going to bounce off you, see what you think. There's another way of me trying to break through with all this stuff. But you know how there's like fitness instructors, but there's like, what if there's like a mental health fitness instructor? Like, you know, I, I do like mental health fitness exercises, but kind of like cheesy, like a, um, like a, what was his name? Polly Shore just made a movie about him. Uh, Richard Simmons. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Polly Shore. Yeah, Polly Shore made a movie about him. Like what do you little, mean he made made a movie? He made it. So there's like this bi- in the movie. No, he, he, right he the made movie? he made a he made a biopic about uh, Richard Simmons. But it's like this like short. It's a short film on YouTube. You can watch. I have it saved to watch later. I haven't checked it out yet. But apparently Richard Simmons didn't give him. He didn't give him permission to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Holy sure. Paul, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. I was like, I'll keep my mouth shut on that one. <laughs> that guy's been uh, he's well, definitely- you know, yeah, I, I tell you what, my dad auditioned for, I think it was uh, uh, the Biodome, right? Yeah. Um, and he got to, he was in the, he, he was in the, like the running for the, for the, I think the role. And he said, Paulie Shore was just the most professional, kind person, um, you know. One of the one of the kindest people he's met, and one of those uh, in one of those situations. So he said he just came came across to me as just being a just a nice professional. So I, he said I have no complaints about Paulie Shore. So from that perspective, you know, I I give him a plus. But you know, the, the backstory on Paulie Shore, obviously, there's lots of stories about him, and, and you know, in in fact, that's why his mom didn't, you know. But th- think about this. Think about this. I saw a documentary with Pauly Shore. It was, a, you know, I think a podcast with Pauly Shore. Maybe it was Rogan. I don't know. Uh, but he was talking about um, how his mother basically said, um, uh, you know, his mother never told him uh, he, she loved him. Wow. She goes, well, you know, if I tell you you're, I love you, you're not going to be uh, develop a thick skin or something like that. And comedians need a thick skin. 
um, uh, that kind of a thing. I was like, oh, holy shit. There's a time to be the comedy club owner and there's a time to be a mom. mom. I guess she blurred the lines between the two. (laughs) Um, Yeah, some Robin Dick going on. (laughs) Feel feel sorry. Yeah, right. I feel sorry in a way for... For because my my dad's a great dad. He also let me know about the business. He's been in the business a long time. You know, uh, he was sixty years as a character actor. So it's uh, like I'm not. He kept you away from that darkness. But he was yeah, man. And we but he was a he and my mom were great parents. They were showbiz parents, but they were great parents. They kept us away from that. And my dad was like, I did a commercial when I was eighteen months old. My dad oh, said wow. that's the last commercial my kids are doing until they're old enough to make the decision on their own. And you know. So at 16, 17, I started to act, started to take classes, and uh, then, you know, started to book commercials because I had a nice head of red hair. Yeah. But um, other than that, I mean, we stayed away from that. My dad didn't go to the parties, didn't go to any of that stuff. He said, no, I stay away from that. I just go, do my job, come home. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it was like... What type of actor or type of famous person do you want to be? Do you want to be someone who, or even actor, you know, do you want to be one of those that's like like a star that really like big and burns out really quick? Or do you just want to be like steady throughout decades, you know? And that's what I want to be. I want to be steady throughout the decades. That's right. Like there's yeah. the rapper Fabulous. Fabulous has been rapping since I've been a preteen, right? I'm 42 years old now. Homie is just, he just spits bars, but he's not big, popular and then the whole the realm of things. But he's been putting out freestyle after freestyle on YouTube lately. And I'm just like, golly, man, this dude does not get the, the respect that he deserves. And it's like the same. I can't think of any actors. I'm not really watching TV much anymore. So but yeah. fabulous. So what's happened? What do you think is happening with him? I'm not sure. It could just possibly be that he's not um, not like kind of like what uh, Mooney did. What uh, what a lot of them do, like what Cat does. He might not just be it's a people. It's a game. It's a business. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not good with doing all that type of stuff, people aren't going to put you up. You know what I'm saying? And if, yeah, you if you're not playing burn, the game and that's and one thing you burn I, people, they're probably not going to fuck with you either. You know, that uh, on club uh, on club Shay Shay. Mm-hmm. Really, Shannon Sharp. Come on. <laughs> he has Monique on now. Monique's going to be on. She that's just called it club club down low. <laughs> right. Uh, because <laughs> club spill the tea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, it's on. interesting to see what Monique's going to say. Yeah, I'm going to watch yeah. that one. But that that was a three hour podcast with Cat Williams. Yes. How many views does it have now? Ah you know? man, I I don't know, but it has like it's called they call it the Cat Williams effect because basically it was like in the it's like in the millions. Uh, let me see, uh, okay. yeah, like in the tens of millions, I think. Uh, let's see, <laughs> Cat Williams interview club Shay Shay. So they have fifty seven million uh, views. Holy shit. Now we got fit at one month ago, 57 month million ago. Yeah. views, yeah. you know, and it's like, it is, so say what you want about Cat Williams. Like Cat Williams is like, he is not, um, he, he doesn't play the game. Right. No. So, and he doesn't play the game. So what's happened to him is not playing the game. He's now, um, I just give him a little, to give him. him a little, I get him a little bourbon. And yeah. that mother, that cognac, still. that cognac gets into you. And he's like that. And that just goes to show he's good at putting. I think this bourbon is. I don't know. It's cognac. They said bourbon. No, they said cognac. It, did they say cognac? Yeah, it's cognac. All We're right. black, man. You, we don't black sure? people. Black. We don't drink bourbon. Are you we drink, sure? Really? We drink cognac, man. Well, no, but no. I could have sworn. Drink. I could have sworn. He said. Go back. Said, I think. Let's I think see. I think he's Let's they're see. drinking bourbon. 
All right, let's, let's settle early, it right now. Early in that, I th- thought he said uh, bourbon. Unless that's a sponsor, like, well, you know, what are they drinking? Emmy award-winning actor, voice actor, rapper, writer, producer, director, Can you hear icon, it? genius, yeah, yeah. a national tre- treasure, philanthropist, humanitarian, social activist, a father, one of the great funny men of our generation and any generation, Mr. Cat Williams. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You are magnificent at intros, and you did not skimp on mine. I appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> you know, anytime you come to Club Shay Shay, we have to toast. Yes. Bro, you've been doing it. I mean, you told you one of the top two. You're the t- one of the top touring comedians of all time. You already got started before we started taping. Mm. <laughs> I did. Appreciate that. Tell the people at home. I thought they was lying. And um <laughs> Yeah, this particular alcohol is stronger than you think it would be, probably. (laughs) And unbelievably smoother and milder by the same maybe 30% than you could possibly expect. And unlike cognacs the world over, this one doesn't taste like wood at the end, and it doesn't taste like it's got artificial. It's a cognac, you just said, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like it's got yeah. artificial flavors. See, I never. Uh, what's the what's the main con- cognac that we? Uh, what is it? Uh, not Crown. Oh my God, I'm gonna lose my black card. Oh shit. Hennessy. Hennessy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hennessy. Almost, right? You almost lost your black card on that one. Oh my God. Holy shit. Don't take it away, please. I just got it. I've just been having it for like three years now. Uh, but yeah, man. I never I never had any wood woody taste after, but I don't really drink Hennessy that much anyway. So I'm more of yeah. a whiskey guy. Yeah, so am I. Make so maybe that's why. Maybe I was watching and I was getting a sort of an appetite for whiskey rather than, you know, cognac because I'm not I drink cognac maybe once or twice hey, in my life. I had know? a thought. This is random, kind of out the blue, but kind of like when kind of connects with that whole Polly Shore thing. Like in the 90s, dude, like Polly Shore, they would just have Polly Shore in our face. There was like so many, like, what happened to those type of agents? We don't see those like that marketing of like those people in like those it people like dude, it's a different to, time yeah you're it girls time like, there's no like meg ryan there's no there's like no it people anymore it's just well first of all they can't they haven't been able to lock in they're looking for somebody they can lock into that can be a box office draw right mm-hmm. so um you, you remember will smith was a box yeah, he office was doing draw, it for a minute and then they came out like i think focus and focus didn't focus uh enough to draw people <laughs> in to see will smith right for the movie so it didn't it didn't bring the numbers in that was like the first i think indicator that he's no longer a draw yeah. um plus there's so much noise out there because of all of the social media right what channels did we use to use to promote these things yeah. network tv yeah right? network tv would uh, run the trailers of the movies over and over and over again. That would be the big hype. Yeah. People would go in there. Now it's bus bench ads, uh, social media, YouTube, sh- yeah. YouTube commercials. Um, and they're like trying to figure out how do we draw people into the theater to watch this right now? The number one film, the number one film is, uh, shit, I just had it. It is one word. Number one film for the boys, or no, that's not that's not the that's not the number one that's not the one word, dude. The number one rapper is fucking Ben Shapiro. 
2024. Argyle, Argyle oh, number yeah. one film. Argyle did $18 million. I think that's a play off of Save the Cat. That's considered a bomb. $18 million is not a lot of money. It should oh. be hitting like the goal is that first weekend to hit a hundred million at least, right? 18, 18 million, million. They didn't even pay for the film yet. Oh, right. That film's budget is probably, I don't know, probably, you know, uh, but it's like a really, really slow. This is not good. These are not good numbers for. Well, I think COVID kind of, I mean, the movie, the movie scene was already dying out anyways. But I think COVID kind of really put the nail in the coffin for it. And it's just and then plus, like, there's nothing really that's bringing people into the like that makes you want to go see a movie right now. I've been and like, and, and Argyle's a comedy, right? Yeah, it's so like a, it's it, like a like a uh, spy stuff. And I think it's based off of like right. Save the Cat because they're right. all trying so to save like, the cat in it. <laughs> right. The one thing is like, uh, I guess this author, um, or, you know, writes spy novels now finds herself with every spy in the world trying to get her because she reveals something, uh, in it, you know, Inadvertently. unintentionally yeah. just it revealed something about spies and uh, which gives spies away. And now they're coming to get her. I'm, that's what I heard. The plot was, um, but think about this, man. It is like, Wow, it's not doing well. It right? is the number one so movie. Friday did six point five million. Saturday six point nine million. Sunday right now four point five million. So even drop negative, it would drop thirty four of thirty five percent from Saturday <laughs> to Sunday, and it's like, and that's like I you know I you used to be able to see here what the budget was on the on the film, but now they hide that. They're probably hiding it now because they don't want to do that. What is the other one? Um, Entertainment's losing, man. Like the entertainment industry, they're bleeding out. They're bleeding out profusely. Like it's, it's and it, it's so bad. Like everything's so fragmented. Like it's we're basically we're basically we did this to ourselves in a way, and now it's like might as well just go back to cable because we're basically going to be having all these different. You're either going to have to pay a high amount of money to avoid the ads. In your in your streaming channels, or you're gonna already have commercials in your streaming, so you might as well just be on cable, right? <laughs> like it's no shit. It's, or just well, go to Tubi. That's, that's all gonna figure itself, right? And now what what's happening? Tubi comes out. I kind of like Tubi because it was showing things that I hadn't seen in a long time, and it was like, oh, that's kind of cool, right? And it's like. I, particularly there are sometimes I enjoy the commercials because commercials give me something else to make fun of. Yeah. Right. What, how many times I make, make jokes about commercials and it's like, if you're not seeing the commercials, you move missing out on jokes. Right. It doesn't matter whether people have seen the commercial or not. You just state what the commercial says, then like make fun of them. You know, it's like, if you want to lose 20 or pounds or 20 pounds or more legitimately call 1-800-555-1212. It's like you know, 20 or more pounds legitimately, as opposed to illegitimately, <laughs> You know, because if you're losing uh, 20 pounds, 20 pounds or more illegitimately, isn't that pretty much a Texas abortion? So it's like, <laughs> but if you don't see that commercial, you don't have the joke. I mean, right? yeah. So it's like that happens like uh, our detergent gets blood stains out of your dresser better than the leading detergent. My first question is like, well, if that's getting blood stains out of my shirts better than the leading detergent, how come you're not the leading detergent? detergent. <laughs> right? The other thing is, is like you guys, you got blood stains in your dress shirts. You got more shit to worry about than laundry detergent. Need to be hiring a lawyer. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you got to keep your eye out for Will Smith. <laughs>
dress shirt on. I'm looking good. Smack. Oh, what the? Oh, I think my nose is bleeding. Keep oh, it's on my dress shirt. I need the leading detergent. <laughs> All right. Shit, but it's like, you know, uh, but you're making a great point right there because this is a big, big moment in uh, both movies, right? And television and how we're going to consume our content. Look around you. Where are kids consuming their content? On their um, phones. On their phones, man. Their phones or tablets like like Kingston, dude. That's all he does. And then the uh, the boys, they just want like since they can't be on YouTube, they found a workaround where they go on Spotify and they watch all their YouTube videos. So it's like. Oh my God. I mean, there's so many ways to get everything, but I'm on this point where I'm like, I'm about to cancel. I'm canceling some of these uh, streaming apps and I'm about, I'm here. I am about to sound like a real old person, get all my physical copies and just start watching everything physically again. You know, like, Oh shit. Now. So I just found the data, right. For Argyle. So uh-huh. get this, right. What up? $18 million, $18 million at the box off. Office first weekend, eighteen okay. million dollars. Okay, uh, so that's uh, that's I think domestically, right? They don't start reporting globally until they start distributing it, you know, around the uh, foreign and, and foreign applications because yeah. they already sold it to those markets, right? It's already they sell it to the American film market at AFM. Everybody, you know, they're marketing their films and they all buy them, buy the rights to show the films. But it's always showed if they're made domestically, they're shown domestically first. Oh, and so um, like Stretch was sold to the uh, to like 140 different markets um, before I was even paid. Uh-huh. Right. So, you know, technically that's larceny. Wow. Yeah. So they can do if, that? no, they did it. They fucking did it. You know, I read it in the trades that my film was sold into fucking uh, at the American film market. Did you call your agent? Like, I even got a check. Right. That What's your agent say? It. What's that? What's your agent say? Let's see how this plays out. <laughs> because they want, the, and with all with all due respect, they wanted the uh, the film to get made, uh, right? So if we raised a bunch of shit, we could stop the entire process, the momentum of the film. That was our. That's my first film. Yeah. Right. And hopefully, yeah. you know, there's there's more to come, come that I'll yeah. sell. But I don't know what's happening with the market right now. Is it, uh, you know, is it worth it? Um, yeah, I think it is. But it was like, but Argyle, 18 million. Mm-hmm. Right? Keep that number. Put that on the board. 18 million. 18 do we have million. a chuck? Do we have a whiteboard we can write on on the yeah. screen? Is 18 million. First weekend. Uh, Apple TV, who made the film, uh-huh. bought the rights to the film. Oh no! <laughs> For two hundred million. Oh my God! Just the rights. What's the, like? So what does just the rights mean? Meaning they have the right to make the film from the book or from the oh. story. Oh wow! Yeah. So wow. the Hollywood Reporter claimed some sources put the cost for the budget as high as two hundred and fifty million dollars. That must be a really damn good book, yo. That must be a really damn good book. Like I can just see going to the hey, listen, I got an idea. I got it. I just read this awesome book. I read this awesome book. Um, call it Argyle, and I really think that this can be our movie. This is gonna make Apple TV. This book bid it two hundred fifty million. <laughs> 
so I think, yeah, I think we got a problem uh, here with, uh, you know, uh, even Apple's not going to keep up that cost. No, they're probably going like, to cancel it. And then like if- uh, John Carter for Disney was like a big loser for Disney. I mean, they made 250. It cost them 250 million dollars for that film. They fucked that movie. 250 up. million. I, they didn't quite make they that. They did not do that movie. Not justice. even close. That story was. Ugh. And what I heard was that they had um, fired their marketing team. And hired, and to, so the person in charge or whatever of that marketing division hired uh, like friends or something like that to run the marketing. And uh, so, so it's like, yeah, people that weren't as skilled as the previous marketers who know how to get the film awareness out there. You know, I just remember seeing it on a bus bench ad. I go, what the hell is John Carter? Yeah. I'd never seen uh a trailer for it. I wasn't aware of what. And this is like pre fucking like internet, like pre Google, where you can actually Google and like figure yeah. out like what the hell this stuff is. So uh. that was a big loss, but it, that's happening a lot. You know, Universal Pictures distributing Argyle is distributing, and I know you know for Stretch, their distribution was going to be about twenty five million dollars to three hundred three thousand theaters. But because um, there was an incident between uh, the disagreement, I think, between the director and uh, the um, the studio, Universal, that they pulled the distribution. And it's like they and I remember Carnahan saying uh, they have never they have never canceled a distribution for a film at that in that wing of the studio in its history. Well, we were the first, right? So it's like oh, we set fuck, precedent bro. eight weeks, oh, eight God weeks, damn, eight weeks in a day before, because eight weeks is usually the magic moment before they start mm-hmm. pumping out all the distribution and, and the marketing for the film. Uh-huh. And like eight weeks in a day, that's when they said, nope, we're nope. pulling the plug it. on it. It's going direct to video, man. <sighs> direct to fuck. I mean, that fucks uh, everything up, Yeah, you know? So yeah. it's like, um, yeah, that's uh, because of a disagreement now. Bastards. Yeah. You know, oh, well, that's the nature of the business. And you just with every with whatever business you're in, you just got to take the lumps that come with the the benefits and the lumps. They all roll together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens with the next with the next project. I right? think Prime, though, dude, like as far as like back onto like the streamings and everything i think prime might be coming in for coming in for the kill this year because it's like it's it, i'm like yo i'm about to get back on prime because that mr and mrs smith they're doing a remake of mr and mrs smith with donald glover in it so i like donald glover so i'm gonna watch that and then they're fucking doing roadhouse man with jake gyllenhaal and i'm like yo and i saw the preview jake gyllenhaal oh yes sorry <laughs> jake gyllenhaal. i should just have you be my fucking <laughs> He means this. <laughs> that's gonna be a whole. That's gonna be a whole. Like I can make clips of that. Of all the videos of just you, Teddy. He this. <laughs> How you say his name? Gyllenhaal. Jill, Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Jill. Yeah. But you know that's like what? Gillen. That's like that's like GIF, right? G I F. It's like we so many people call GIF. them GIFs. I call them GIFs for a long time. I call them GIFs. They're, they're GIFs. GIFs. But now the kids are coming around saying, "No, they're GIFs." Yeah, I call them GIFs. It's like. 
You know, I just saw, I just heard like the, like the Gen Zers, man, they are the ones that are defining this next wave of, of how society behaves and how society reacts to certain things. And as I get out of their way, because they're making those decisions. Did you know that in the Gen Z community, more people identified as LGBTQ than identified as Republicans? Yes. Yeah. And I was like, and I was thinking about it. Holy shit. Yeah. I couldn't imagine the difficulty coming out to your parents. Like there must be, a, to get that data, there must've been a lot of people that came out. I mean, mm-hmm. as Republican, that's going to be humiliating. <laughs> Let's hear gut Phil talk about that one. <laughs> yeah, Gutfeld. <laughs> what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do when the uh, entire wow, society wow. is changing before your very eyes? You're going to, they're going to, they're going to be like the old, you know, the old 75 year old man sticking with his guns, no matter what, and they're, they're gonna not going to change. And they're going to nuke their, the, the entire Republican party is at risk of being nuked. Now right I now. get this whole thing where it's like, ask, ask a man about the Roman empire and all this stuff. I'm like, Oh, now, now it makes sense what they're, it's like, they're talking about, but yeah. Like there's like, there, there's so much infighting too. There was this one guy, right. He's like at the, at a Trump rally. And he actually took uh, a, a picture or a video, uh, a picture of him and Alina Hava at this event, this rally, mm-hmm. right? And say Minnesota, right? Let's say they're in Minnesota doing a rally in Minnesota. He sees Alina Hava. He's got the MAGA hat on. He's got the Trump dark blue suit with a red tie on. He has been, he says he was a deputy in the Trump um, uh, support group there in Minnesota and uh, he's done everything he could for the Trump campaign. Well, when he took the picture with Alina Haba, he tweeted it out that Alina Haba, he was with Alina Haba, who was his, his, his uh, attorney in the, um, in the New the, York, York, yeah, she's like the worst, trial. A, worst attorney ever. She's worse than fucking Giuliani. He is a ghoul, Giuliani, Giuliani, Giuliani. That was that was Hall and Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened was he took a picture, tweeted it out. She told the judge that she was sick and couldn't make court on Friday, or something like that. It was whatever it was, and couldn't be there because she was sick. And then she's at this rally in Minnesota, an instantaneous recovery, evidently. Mm-hmm. And now Judge mm-hmm. and Judge and Goran gets a hold of this. She's going to be like she could be sanctioned. You know, mm-hmm. she could be fined, set, found in contempt, whatever. But she lied. Yeah, right, she's not the a court. good. She's not a good. And lawyer. it's like doesn't it's not a good look. And so he they kicked him out. Of the rally, they kicked him out. They escorted the kid out who is his deputy. You know, knocked on 12 million doors or whatever he said he did for for the Trump campaign. He he was just excited. He didn't know she lied. So he just took a picture, tweeted it out. The dumb bitch shouldn't have taken a picture with him. Knowing that she's like, that's like that's like rule number one when you're playing hooky. (laughs) No pictures, no pictures, no tagging. That's what the rule is. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God, that's the worst. Right? It's bro. like you know, she better not cheat on her husband if she's married. I don't they know. They should make a they should make like, a sitcom about her, man. She's not a not a great she's not a great lawyer. <laughs> the, you know, they, my you know, 
Well, you know, we had my cousin, cousin Vinny, right? You call it uh, my cousin dipshit. You know, something. <laughs> my my niece, <laughs> my niece, uh, dumbass. But no, like because I, I watched Seth and I've been watching Seth and he, dude, he'd be murdering them. On... <laughs> that shit is so funny. Yeah, he got great writers. Great writers. They're, those people are funny. Now, here's something interesting. Um, there was this one guy, right? We're doing. Uh, I coach a guy who's writing for. He's he's getting ready to submit a pack for Kimmel and and he's putting together all these different packets. He's a good writer, really good writer. And um, so there was a writer uh, that just got hired at uh, at the Tonight Show. Mm -hmm. And so my student was in contact with him and they were like, he goes, hey, I'll review your packet for like seventy five dollars. And I was like, dude, that's a great price. I I charge two hundred an hour. So, you know, and plus you might get some extra ins. I'm not sure what his level is uh, as far as, you know, teaching, mm-hmm. um, but he might give you he's going to give you some insight based on an insider who's there on staff at the show. So that's a really great opportunity. I said I would I would sign up for it. Yeah. So he did. Uh, and <clears throat> so he got the he got the notes back and we went over the notes together. Mm-hmm. And there were some of them I agreed. I said, oh, that's a good note. Others, I went, no way, dude. I have to say, I completely disagree with this guy here on this. And he said, "Um, that's not the direction I would go at all with this. Again, the guy's on the inside. So even though I'm critical of that, I'm like, he's on the inside. Maybe he knows something about the just the personality of that room that I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, fast forward three weeks later, that guy's no longer on the credits. So the 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 writer who was giving the notes. Oh wow! And because we were going through, we we're going through. I've, I've been, you know, I watch. I was watching all the Fallon monologues, uh-huh. and I'm like, what? Where are the jokes? There were no jokes, man. There were just like these, there were comments on things. I was like, how come there's no jokes here? And he didn't, and the monologue had no teeth. It wasn't doing anything. Remember, there's two parts of a joke. There's the target right. and there's the angle, right? Yeah. And they just seem to be lacking an angle. What are we trying to just say? With well, this? organized words. Are we going after Trump or are we not going after Trump? Are we going after Biden or are we not going after Biden? But if you're going to go, go. Mm-hmm. Right. And they weren't. They were just kind of like, let's float here in the middle and try to be everybody's friend. <laughs> And it's like uh, you can't there's no angle there. Right. It's like I remember when I was on um, doing warm up for Murphy, Murphy Brown. And um, and so it was after the first 100 episodes. So Diane English and her husband had based uh, Joel. Oh, uh, Joel. Uh, I can't remember his last name. Uh, Joel. Jeez, uh, it's just escaped me. But anyway, so she and her husband sold basically sold the show into syndication. Nice. And they're they as the creators of the show got like 80 something million dollars for the syndicated syndication of that first 100 episodes. They went on to start a new show. So so they're no longer on a day to day basis actively involved in executive producing the the show. They brought in the two writers that were writers for a long time, one an Emmy, uh, Stephen Peterman and Gary Danzig, and they became the executive producers of the show. So I'm doing warm up. They're now the producers, and sometimes during the warm-up, there's a long set change or something like that, so we have to fill the time with the audience to keep them happy and and, and involved. Yeah. So uh, sometimes we do a quick interview, a Q&A, with 
with either executive producer or one of the writers or something like that. And so Joel, uh, uh, so Stephen Peterman, Gary Donzig sat up there and said, hey, uh, let's answer some questions. One of the questions they received was, um, what's going to happen with Murphy Brown? One second. I'm right in the middle of a thing and knock, knock, (laughs) right? So, uh, so, uh, right now, so in... The, right there, they get a question, what's going to happen with Murphy Brown now that there is a Democratic president in office? This is when Clinton got in office. Yeah. And they said, well, it turns out Murphy, it's not that Murphy doesn't get along with Republican presidents. She doesn't get along with all presidents. And I'm standing there, you know, thinking to myself, holding the mic. And I, you, one of the, the professional laughers basically said, Jerry, your eye roll was visible. They <laughs> said that. I looked over to you to see what you would. He said you were like, "What the fuck?" Because you just lost the angle of the yes, show. Yes. And the angle of the show was she's a liberal who basically handcuffed herself in the. That's the pre-story. Handcuffed herself to a nuclear site, the front gate, to protest this nuclear. Yeah you know, power production thing. And so that's one of the, that's one of the, that, so once you lose the angle, the show just could be watered down for the next five years. Hang on one second. Yeah, I do your thing. Yes. That's all right. He's going <laughs> to give me his credit card. No, she's not thinking that. <laughs> well, that's, that's why I've got to get the camera. Yeah. Because I can't be using the phone. The phone is like a utility. You got it, especially nowadays, man. And I have my older iPhone, right? I've got my five right Uh here. And I tried to use that as a camera, but because of the updates on technology, you can't. It doesn't even recognize it. What is that? We don't know what that is. You know, it's so stupid, man. It's like, it's it's like, what's the point of holding on to an old phone? Because they keep updating everything to where you can't even use, you wouldn't, you can't even use the old phone anyways. That's right. It's It's whack. Yeah. Whack. it's all it's all planned obsolescence Dude. to get us to and if like and if you don't get your new phone uh then what they do is they say they give you an update and you get that update and then that update slows everything down yeah. and you're like wow the phone's slow and you can take it into the genius store and the geniuses go yeah it's outdated technology you got to get a new phone bro yeah it's like and this whole like, good go ahead I was gonna say this whole time, man. Like I was, I I'd never been an iPhone person. I was always Android, Android, Android. Then I get the iPhone, fall in love with the iPhone because the iPhone I feel like is superb. It's just it's a supreme phone. But then you start you start learning about like the history of Jobs and how he's a dick, and he didn't even really create the iPhone or the iPad. They were all just fucking. And he just took credit, kind of like Musk. And you're just like, oh wow, I don't. Well, know what, what do you mean? I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, okay, let me. It's not the iPhone. He didn't. He didn't create the iPad. He actually is like. It's like I saw this in a you again. The iPad that was Space Odyssey 2000. <laughs> yeah, but apparently some dude came up with it and then he he claimed it as his own during the uh, the press conference or whenever whenever he did those things. There was this vid- YouTube video talking about the, the dark secrets of uh, Steve Jobs. And that was one of the things. Another thing that Steve Jobs did is, I guess, at the old Apple's uh, building, he would for real for um for stress release, he would take off his shoes and then soak his feet in the toilets in the restroom. 
What? <laughs> yeah. And then they say, because I guess he worked at Atari in his like teenage years or his like 20s. And he, his hygiene was so bad, they made him work the night shift because he wouldn't take showers and he would always walk around barefoot. And then, so it makes you think it's like sometimes it's like that's why these people make so much money and all this stuff is because there's 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 a screws. There's something going on. See this? It. See this? Yeah. This is Space Odyssey 2000. Oh, shit. Here's hey, one of the astronauts yeah. having lunch. Ah, and what is he looking at? Space, he's looking. Yeah. He's getting. He's getting the. He's getting the video feedback from base or home base from on his iPad. Yeah, that's exactly what we. That's right? what we that's, be doing now. Yeah, crazy shit, man. That was in the seventies. Nineteen sixty-eight. That's the damn sixty-eight. Damn. And what was interesting is like the reveal of what AI is all about, you know, this chat GPT and AI, yeah. all that stuff is you go back and watch that film, that film they're talking, they're talking to him about this, 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 um, um, they're the mission they're on. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden the computer talks to him and says, well, I don't feel that this is a good, um, the, the mission is going to uh, fulfill the, um, uh, the, the goals that uh, we're looking to achieve. And the two astronauts look at each other and it's like, what is the weird thing that the computer just said? <laughs> I don't feel. Uh, and they went, wait, what? I don't feel. What do you mean you don't you feel? You don't feel. You're, you not, don't, supposed you're feel. not supposed to fucking feel. You're just supposed to, uh, you know, process data compute. and respond. Just compute. Yeah. So the pro, so the the AI and the computer started feeling. You know, we don't feel that this content is proper for. It's like, uh oh, yeah. That's you what's know. gonna happen with us, bro. Like that's like it already does it now. Like Chat GPT will sit there and tell you this is not suitable content or be <laughs> your, your your joke is funny, but be mindful <laughs> that people might take this take this insensitively. It's a fucking you know? joke. Right? Like, come it's on, like, it's a joke. Come on, get the context of that fucking come on, and nerds. Building context into the AI. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't like. Uh, that's why I've, I've stopped using it for any other purpose except for listing. Yeah. Um, give me uh, ten words that start with the letter B or whatever, or have the word C in it, or you know, um, have the word bat in it, or whatever. It's like, but other than that, because it's just, it's actually taking more of my time than to, it, than me writing a joke it, based yeah. on listing <laughs> using just a p- quick listing technique Ugh. to to write a joke. And I was just talking about. That if you were in, um, oh, we did a we did an exercise just before our showcase yesterday, and the exercise was basically using the matrix, um, like um, five across, three down matrix, or five across, four down matrix, to put in random words. Use the random word generator to supply random words into those little cells. Mm. Now you have fifteen or twenty random words. Mm. Take those random words and you're basically trying to find and you use common words. Just use the random word generator. You can find it online. And it's like and you use common words and you're trying to find double entendres like the word fly. We in the class, we found out, you know, pretty much 40 different uses of the word fly. fly. Yeah. So um, and when you're doing that, you're expanding your brain. People don't see it's a wax on wax off exercise, you know, Um, 
So it's like Daniel's son had no idea why he was doing wax on, wax off, but he found out later is to build muscle in right. areas he never built muscles in before because of this resistance for using blocks and, you know, and 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 punches were blocks down low or blacks down high. This is all wax on, wax off. Blacks down low, blacks down high. <laughs> Did I say blacks? Yeah. Blocks. <laughs> well, it is Black History Month. It is Black History Month. about the blacks down low and the blacks <laughs> down high. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of black down high, Cat Williams uh, right. was <laughs> good callback. Call he back. doesn't do drugs. So. No, he doesn't. But he loves drinking. He, he, loves he doesn't do drugs, but he collapsed at the improv and they have to cancel his show when you see Irvine. That was yeah. just a few years ago. Right. But yeah. um, but I think, you know, Cat, what I, back to Cat Williams real fast. I think Cat Williams proved a lot of shit when he uh, basically, um, I mean, I like watching him. He's very, he knows how to play his audience, right? He knows mm. how to play that audience. He has lots of broad act outs, right? And he's doing over a hundred cities. Yeah. Right? Hardest working and comedian. Hardest working comedian out there. But he has not been accepted into the film and Hollywood medium because why? Because he doesn't want to give up his booty. <laughs> what do you mean? Because the, the the whole thing, like even Corey Holcomb said, he's all like, to anybody who wants to, anybody who's thinking about coming up I mean, to Hollywood and wanting to make it big and be famous and all that, uh, don't do it because you're going to have to give up your booty. You're going to have to sacrifice your asshole. <laughs> well, in, in more than one way, you know, let's yeah. see. It's like we got a film made and uh, I didn't have to give up my booty. But I did have to pay with my. You aunt. probably weren't their type, Jerry. That's why. Right? That sort of thing. But <laughs> here's the, here's the deal. I don't think everybody has to give up their booty, but I do know there is some. There's some soul. There's something to, to the, yeah. some souls. There's an equivalent selling. trade that has to happen. Um, whereas, um, you know, um, I I also think like let's face it, uh, Val Kilmer. Oh man, Val Kilmer got a reputation of being super hard to work with and yeah. becoming toxic on set. Guess what? Nobody wanted to work with him, and it's now he just, doesn't even have a voice. <laughs> yeah, the poor. And it's like that's really horrible because he's a really good actor. Uh, so it's like uh, if you're hard to work with, it's going to get around. If you're unreliable, it's going to get around. Like with um, Cat Williams, the reputation of always getting the trouble with uh, he got in a fight with an eighth grader. <laughs> right. <laughs> And those videos get out there, they go viral. Guess who sees those? You think those are only contained to individuals? No. Again, nothing against Cat Williams. I think as a performer, he's fucking great. You know, he's in, it's so entertaining. And I've seen him do, uh, I remember he, when the first time I really sort of checked in with him was when I saw this special he was doing, I think it was maybe a BET special where they weren't allowed to use the N-word and they mm. weren't allowed to curse. Mm. And that was a big, uh, that was a big event. So it was like Cat Williams got up there and crushed it, you know, replaced the N word with Negro. And then, um, and, but everything else, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't use any obscenities and he still crushed it. His, his structure is solid, you know, set up punchline act out, set up punchline act act out. out. And it was like, it was just like, um, I I just to watch him perform. And then I saw one of his latest specials. The first 12 minutes was him improving on the set, (laughs) what the set was. And it was making me laugh 
and he hadn't even got to his planned material yet. And I was like, this guy's really good. He's like the he's like the black version of Craig Ferguson. <laughs> Craig, Craig Ferguson used to have the 10 writers writing for him on the Craig Ferguson show and the late, late show with Craig Ferguson. And he would all of a sudden he'd do the first joke and then just riff for another 11 minutes. And you go, wow. And it's so entertaining. And then he'd go to commercial. And it's like the writer said that we worked really hard to create a monologue for him. And he just like, tore it up and he went off on his own but that's he was brilliant that way right he was so, the boss on drew carey show right that's yeah, yeah yeah okay. okay that's right i was like all right yeah and um so with cat williams i think that the one of the things with cat williams is they can't control cat williams no and you gotta be and able to they people. gotta yeah they gotta know they can control you and yeah. if the if you're a loose cannon you can't you know, do it that, but that's everything that's what everything and any type of business anything corporate you can't you can't they need to be able to control you they right. can't precisely be, yeah you gotta you gotta fall in line or get out <laughs> that's why a lot of people go independent that's right know? man that's why they do independent. Louis C.K. You know, Louis C.K. is like, uh, you know, he they tried to cancel him, and he decided that he's going to go direct to consumer. Yeah, same thing with Dave. Dave, uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Yeah, well, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle has a deal with Netflix. Yeah, right? deal with Netflix, but still, he got to, like he's not. Yeah, he's good. He refused to to just like relinquish his like say oh yeah i'm canceled he just kept talking about it right? but he did so, have a uh he made a valid point though about the whole thing with cat it's like cat just going after all the black comedians but he's not like talking about any like because that is true like what white comedians are out there doing like what cedric cedric and um steve harvey does we don't hear anything about jeff foxworthy doing anything you don't hear anybody talking about dang cook don't hear anybody talk about freaking um no, when we talked about Dan Cook. We whole talk, thing with we, C- you talk CK, about right? Well, I'm talking about, about I'm talking about like the nation and I'm talking and I'm not like uh, all right, CK, now here's, here's a question. Where's Dan Cook now? Um fucking 20 year olds. <laughs> I don't know. Like, is he no is he on anything? No, because he's a yeah. fucking is douche. Carlos Mencia on anything? Uh he has a podcast, I hear. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, but his like his mainstream comedy career. Yeah. has been short-circuited, at least for now, right? Yeah. It's like, look, I root for everybody to succeed. But it's like, you know, when you get out there, obviously you get out there and you get a you get a reputation as a joke thief. Um, but, I mean, look what he said about Cedric, man, and Cedric, like, basically stealing his joke. Mm. Um, and it's like, but, man, I mean, Cat Williams was sp- spilling some truths, man. And it's like, but Cedric, Cedric's is a lovable. He's like, I, I understand Steve Harvey. I understand Smiley. I understand a lot of other people. But Cedric, like, come on. Everybody loves Cedric. <laughs> like, why and, you got to go in on Cedric like because that? Because Cedric stole his joke. I guess so, man. I was like, damn, dude. Like, <laughs> That was the big deal that Cedric stole one of his jokes. And uh, it was like, that was not a, and you know, I don't know. But it really um, wasn't like, I mean, it's just the premise. It's all like a car. It was cars. It's like, Okay, black people listen. To, we all listen to loud music in the car. We all have the the gangster lean in the car. I mean, is it really stealing? I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because I like Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it really stealing? Because all black people listen. Is we did all you listen? Just, to, did you just all say listen, all yeah, black people we, listen to all, loud music? We do. 
No, <laughs> I watch them and true. someone's gonna at someone's gonna at me. Uh, excuse me, I do not listen to my music loud. Uh, right, I, I was like, <laughs> I listen to NPR. Uh, yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, when you and you know, but that's so. Uh, it's like I I get it. It's like, but it's interesting. It is interesting. Um, I, I see. I didn't. I didn't hear the joke. I'd love to hear the context of the joke. There are premises that are similar, right? Here, so it's like we can do this real quick because they they actually have it. Let me do. Yeah. That. Oh, oh, you got a side by side. Where is this? What is this? Bernard Riley. I was going to say this is the joke that Cat Williams says Cedric the Entertainer stole from him. We are going to do a side by side, beat by beat comparison as well as a little research to get an official answer to whether or not. That was back when he was cat in the hat. Or just a little similar. Cat Williams' premise. Black people listen to their music so loud that they can't even hear it when their car turn off. Cedric the Entertainer's premise. Black people could fly a spaceship to the moon like a 72 deuce and a quarter. Now, the first obvious similarity is that they both start out bouncing to music the same exact way. The next obvious similarity is how they are turning the wheel. That's almost identical, but Cedric the Entertainer is turning it a little wider because, you know, he got a bigger spaceship wheel. Now, this is where they part ways, and Cedric the Entertainer could probably maybe say my joke is completely different because Cat Williams has to get out of the car when it stops to get it back started, and he starts directing traffic. However, Cedric the Entertainer cannot get out of the spaceship because, you know, he'll float off into the empty void of space. You know, no gravity, no oxygen. You get the picture and all of that. However, he, he just rolled down the window. The directing traffic part. So he's still kind of on the same story beats. But that ends here. Because the climax or biggest punchline of Cat Williams joke is when he had to give the car a push and hop back in, start it up and start back riding, listening to his music. Now, Cedric the Entertainer gave two different responses to this, and we're going to go over both of them next. But the part that was the most different was how Cedric the Entertainer had to end his joke saying that black people only turned down their music when they got a parallel park. So he turned down the music and parallel parked the spaceship then cranked the music back up. Now, finally, this was the first of Cedric the Entertainer's two different responses. What up, y'all? What's up, Sid? I'm gonna address this Cat Williams thing one time, man. I saw people on there really good commenting about that. Look, I have no idea what this brother is talking about. That joke is over 30 years old, close to 30-something years old. I did the Kings of Comedy in 1999. Probably had been doing that joke six, seven years before that. I don't even know if Cat was doing comedy then. So, you know, again, he a talented brother. I have no idea what he's talking about. I've never seen Cat do a a uh, space show joke so uh you know there may be something that he believes is true I've, I've written a lot of jokes i've had a lot of comedians steal my jokes as well so i understand if you feel you know slighted by that but that's my joke that's my joke dog Grab a spaceship to the moon, cigarette, cutie pie, rocking in the background, parallel parking the spaceship. It's my joke, though. So that's where, that's where I believe it to be. So I. There is no video evidence that can be found that Cedric the Entertainer was doing this joke before he saw Cat Williams do his joke. It is clear and obvious it's that he the was. The 90s are not going to be any Cat footage. Joke, but <laughs> he gave it a different setup, moved it to outer space yeah. with a completely different ending. But the beginning and the middle parts of the joke were similar in terms of style that 
I think such an entertainer like is Kevin to say that he wasn't at least inspired by Cat Williams' joke, but he made it his own. That's fair. Cat Williams is being extra as well because everybody borrows ideas and makes them their own. Was Money Mike not a reimagined comedic spinoff of Superfly? Like, huh. Come on, you built your whole comedic persona off of that. Damn, that's big. Nice. That's a good call out right there. Right. So I think, um, yeah, man, it's like, look, there's a look at the um, see if you can find out the Greg Wilson being called out by uh, Howie Mandel on America's Got Talent for stealing a joke from Frank Nicoretto. I think it's Nicoretto, Nicotera, 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 I think was the creator of um, Walking Dead. But Nicoretto is a comedian Um, because I remember him way back in the day, way back in the 90s, seeing Frank do this bit about driving in a car and getting in an argument with your girlfriend. And it was all a a mime thing. Right. And it was funny. I remember that was his closing bit. And then I saw the Greg Wilson do the exact same thing on America's Got Talent, and he, uh, all the judges loved it until it got to Howie Mandel, and Howie Mandel hit him with an X. Yeah, and, I don't got it. And said, uh, "Hey, um, did you did you borrow that joke?" And then uh, Greg Wilson was like, "No, that's my joke." And uh, so um, then it was a, but he turned beat red. But it was clear to me that. I'd never seen Greg Wilson do that joke around town. There's a reason for that. It's because mm-hmm. he didn't want to do it around town. Because and here's the thing: what here's the here's the catch. So they're on America's Got America Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Howie Mandel calls out the Greg Wilson on this joke being basically. Oh, the Greg Wilson. Wilson. I said Nelson. Oh, Greg so. Wilson, yeah, Wilson. Wilson. So, um, so and he said, and here's the catch. He said, because I know whose joke that is. That belongs to our warm up comedian (laughs) who was standing right there in the wings (laughs) and who basically during the breaks comes out and warms up the audience. Right. So holy shit. Be careful who you steal from because it will come back to bite you in the ass. And I'm not saying Cedric stole that joke or not. I don't know the history. He said he was doing that since Kings of Comedy, yet uh, the dude there couldn't find any video evidence of him doing it before uh, Cat Williams did the joke. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, that man, was back in the day when people weren't, you know, posting all their shit on YouTube. There's nothing to post. And then, like, that's also 99. I don't even think Cedric had that many DVD specials or anything like that either. So, I mean, who knows? Right. Who knows? It's but like just- stealing jokes. But here's the deal. You know, write your own jokes. Learn how it, what makes a joke work, how to, how to write a joke from scratch. And then once you do that, you don't have to worry about stealing anybody's jokes because your jokes write themselves when you know what you're doing. What is my goal? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to write a joke that's basically that uh, I'm going to take a joke and I'm going to I know what I'm going to do with this joke. I'm going to, uh, you know. I'm going to basically, uh, you know, you know, say uh, like with that joke of mo- more that that joke about most G- more Gen Zers identify as LGBTQ than they do as Republican. And then I know I have LGBTQ and Republicans. I said, man, 
to get that count to be accurate, how difficult it must have been for those kids to come out of their to, to their parents as Republicans. You know, that lean in is going to come out as LGBTQ. So it's like um, uh, so you add that second That's ending. Fair. It's using ambivalence. Right. It's saying yep. we know we have two ideas. It's the same thing as my father, who lives in Bakersfield, was just diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. I know it's fucking tragic. Who <laughs> Still lives in Bakersfield. Bakersfield. Who lives in right? Bakersfield? <laughs> so it's like that concept when you know what you're doing with that. Then you can. <laughs> You know, it's like with with the jokes about Joe Coy, you know, it's like when Joe Coy came out and said that one joke, the joke was like, everybody here has dreamed of this moment. First of all, that's a falsehood. Not everybody there has dreamt of that moment, but he could have built in using a mirrored phrase, a great opportunities to 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 self-deprecate because the big question out there, he shows up. Who the fuck is Joe Coy? Why is he hosting the Golden Globes? He's barely known domestically. I mean, I know who Joe Coy is, right? But yeah. is he known internationally at the level of like where the Golden Globes is? No. If he just came out and said, you know, I can guarantee you that almost everybody here has dreamed of this moment. I can also guarantee you that none of you had me in your dream. <laughs> then it's like, who the hell is Joe Coy? You're going to wake up tomorrow. I had the weirdest dream. I was at the Golden Globes and the host was my limo driver. <laughs> that's a fun self-deprecating joke it, it deals with the elephant in the room what's going on and you know as a writer when you're writing for something you notice all the best best comedians what the, that have hosted the show kimmel being one of the one of the top uh to be, to be asked back to do it repeatedly is they pick a theme what is the theme and then, and then they sort of that theme kind of runs That's through awesome. the entire monologue. Um, and yet he deals with who's in the audience. Let's deal with the history of the show. Let's deal a bit, maybe drop drop in an idea about whether what's happening. So you basically yeah. you talk around it and you pivot to the joke rather than um, making the whole thing about chasing the laughs. And then hitting and them over the head. <laughs> Holding the, you know how to write the jokes. audience hostage, holding the audience to, hostage. Yeah, you don't have to steal them. You know, you don't have to do book jokes for your opening special. Uh, you know, uh, do you, Matt Rife? <laughs> like a yeah, fucking he, book joke. Come he on. Fizz, he fizzled out. You ain't hearing too much about him. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Right. He had that. He's probably laying low right now. Yeah, after the whole the, Jordan Peterson uh, interview <clears> stuff. What happened there? What happened to Jordan Peterson interview? He did a Jordan Peterson interview. The Jordan Peterson interview is uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Is, the is alpha comedy male. comedy too real or comedy too woke now or some shit like that because the whole backlash uh, he Matt got for it. I didn't watch the whole interview yet, so I'm... <laughs> I don't. It's fun to see what's happening. We're in a weird time. Mm -hmm. You know, what an is interesting that? time. What's the what's the future of stand up in these interesting times? I don't know. What's the future of rap music, man? Ben Shapiro. Top rapper of 2024. I'm 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 flabbergasted by that. What the fuck are you talking about? There's a um Ben Shapiro came out with a rap song this year earlier. Ben last Shapiro. Month. Ben Shapiro has a rap song here. Let me go here. It's Ben Shapiro. Ben fucking Shapiro, my man. Here we Holy go. Holy shit! The racist, um, fucking the dude, uh, anti-Semitic, anti-woman. Yeah, and then oh, and then they try to make a oh, dude. So the Daily Wire, we should we should totally talk about this. We should actually buy the movie, and we should fucking mystery science theater three thousand this fucking movie. But the Daily Daily Wire made a movie that's kind of like basketballs, where they're like, hey, remember when comedy used to be funny? 
and they're all trying to bring back like that old '90s comedy about this guy who's a uh, he's a basketball coach who now um, takes these guys who are now going to be women and get them into the bass because it's the whole trans and all that shit. And from what the from what I'm hearing, the movie's not that funny. But then again, it's only it's you got to pay to watch it through fucking uh, Daily Wire, which I do have a subscription, so we can get it that way. But um, fucking that's how it's getting all these good ratings. But no one. The only way I found out about the bad rating was because of this girl who I've been watching her YouTube videos. She was talking about it. But yeah, dude, it's fucking wild, man. It's fucking here it is. Oh, let me go here. Let's go there. Yeah, right. Something the sound. Share. All right. You see it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go there. Call me offensive, controversial. It's only two genders, boys and girls. They can't cancel my message because I'm the biggest independent rapper in the whole freaking world. Claim that I'm racist. Yeah, all right. I'm not ashamed because I'm white. If every Caucasian's a bigot, I guess every Muslim's a terrorist. Every liberal is right. I don't want to talk to folks who don't get it. Go woke, go broke, no hope is pathetic. Pro-choice pronouns, pro-love, you're progressive. But you ain't pro-gun, no one to protect it. Where are the American flags at? Remember when people would hang those. They've been taken down, they all been replaced with BLM flags or a rainbow. This ain't rap, this ain't money, cars and clothes. We ain't selling drugs, we ain't gonna overdose. We ain't pushing guns, ain't promoting stripper poles. We won't turn your sons into thugs or your daughters into hoes. I don't care if I offend. <laughs> I never seen the video. Oh my god, that nigga looks so horrible. Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like Lizzo, my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic. Don't be a whap. Dog, it's a yarmulke. Homie, no cap. Look at the graphs. Look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison. I'm on television. Dogs, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section all woke Karens. And I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. Nikki, take some notes. I just did this for fun. All my people download this. Let's get a billboard number one. This ain't rap. This ain't money. Cars and clothes. We ain't all right. All right. So now we get to why, you know, yeah. So there's an algorithm that he uses to um, basically get people to download this video and get it to number one, right? Yes, dude. I don't want to do any more of this crap. So, yeah. Give me a oh my break. God. Dude, fucking Ben Shapiro. That's, that's like, that makes me want to throw up. Bro, and I've been work, work, working on this joke right now because I was like, I'm like, uh, this kind of, I'm enhancing my other joke about there's a lot that can be said about someone and their top three favorite rappers. Uh, my top three, my top three favorite rappers are uh, Jay-Z, Eminem, and Kendrick Lamar. What that says about me is I'm a boss. I like white people and I'm introspective. But when you have your when a person tells you that their three favorite rappers are MGK, um, Macklemore and uh, Ben Shapiro, man, those aren't your friends. You need to run because like uh, MGK, he got murdered by Eminem during Kill Shot. Macklemore, ever since uh, he stole the 2014 Grammy Award for Best Rap Album from Kendrick Lamar, he's he's never been forgiven and he still calls Kendrick to um apologize for it but he can't and freaking ben shapiro he sounds like a homeschool he sounds like a kid who was homeschooled because he was bullied by his imaginary friends 
and then listened to hours and hours of insane clown posse and was red pilled by YouTube. Like, it's bad. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. That's bad, bro. That's yeah, bad. it's like these guys. I don't. Uh... Yeah, what do you what do you get it? What do you do? What do you do with that? <sighs> That's the thing that sucks. Like this is I, I'm I got this other I'm working on this dude. I totally feel like I'm heading towards a Carlin thing because it's like take the things that take piss you off and make it funny. Like technology, it's cool, but it's also like not cool, man. Like things just aren't the same. Like he's number one, like you said, because these people went and downloaded it. They didn't right. buy. They didn't pay money on this. Like that's that's how you know something was truly dope back in the day was yeah. you had to get in your car and physically go drive to the freaking store to buy it. Yeah. Also remember, um, Disco Duck. Disco was Duck. Uh, number one at one point. So have you a Disco Duck by Rick Dees? Fucking serious, bro. So serious, bro. <laughs> no way. No way, dude. I got down to this. Went to a party the other night. All the ladies were treating me right. Moving my feet to the disco beat. How in the world did I keep my seat? Not <laughs> getting down to the club on this one, Jerry. You macking no, on girls? Never, this never, <laughs> never, never once. Hey, baby, let's go, duck. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jerry. You know what gets my panties wet? Flapping my arms up again the club. Wow. Look at me. I'm the disco. They get sued. <laughs> That's Donald. No, it's parody. Oh. <laughs> oh my God! This thing was like, right? So let's stop right there before we all get sick. Um, but that was a hit, right? So uh, that's Disco Duck. And if you remember, uh, so it's like anything can go for temporary, go up to number one, right? And it's like it as as ridiculous as it is, that is a that that dude is going to be shunned now. I think I don't know. Um, <laughs> Disco Duck. So who was the guy that was like basically? So Ben Shapiro's featured. Yeah, but they're making that. it seem like this Ben Shapiro's are like when you go to when you go to Apple Music. Because I was like, I saw this. I'm like, what the fuck? Ben Shapiro's rapping, and I go to Apple Music and I type in Ben Shapiro. His pictures on the thing, but then it says the way they got it on Apple Music is Ben Shapiro featuring Tim McDonald. But the way you look at it, Tim McDonald's the one that's rapping. I don't right. like him. He, he's okay. Let me rephrase this. He spits good. He, his bars are good, but I don't like him because he's using his rap for <laughs> he's using his rap to like. And I get it. He's gets he gets, he's going for that audience. Those people have have been have been neglected, and it's good for them to have what, a voice what and stuff. What people? The 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 MAGA people. The right. The, that, that they've been that neglected. Market, they've been neglected. <laughs> in what way have they in been the, neglected? In the way that they haven't, that they've they had their they've had their um, because they've been called out as being hateful, misogynistic. They've had their America um, taken away from snowflakes. 
they're the biggest snowflakes. They are. In the, you know, they're the ones I just had this conversation with my friend Veronica, who is, you know, uh, Native African-American. So basically she's Native American and Black American. Um, and it was like, talk about being uh, having double jeopardy right there. <laughs> it's like being being a marginalized community. It's like it's like usually like if she was half white, half black, she goes, well, at least my white side is thriving. Right <laughs> here. It's like she's black and Native American. So she's well, I'm Choctaw that we're not doing that great either. Right. No. So it's like. Um, so there's like, there's, but she talks about it and how she was basically what's called a sundowner, which means her father wouldn't acknowledge her existence because he was European, mm. right? He was white in other words. And he sort of like, he basically didn't acknowledge her because it wouldn't make him look good in his community. So I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that she grew up with that. But I mean, think about when you have... It was, and she just said this. She said this. She just she sent me a picture by accident. Uh, it was basically her at this museum down in Mexico. It basically, uh, the ancient American museum in Mexico, right? So Mexico is part of South America. America. Yep. Canada is part of North, North America. America. The U.S. is part of North, North America. America. So you got, uh, I said, yeah, but wait a second. And so I wrote back, they ain't no Americans in Mexico. Because <laughs> that's actually the thinking of these fucking Ben Shapiro maggots who believe that, you know, believe that uh, Americans are just from the USA, but only certain types of Americans, right? Everybody else, you go, okay, what about the Hawaiians? Oh, no, man, they should go back to where they came from. I remember being in Iowa saying I'm Irish and Native American and some guy in Iowa yells out, why don't you go back to where you came from? I said, I'd like to, but the English occupy both my territories. <laughs> so it's like in that respect, they often will say stuff like that because you're not white. You're therefore not American. Yeah. And they don't understand that South America is still American. North America, Canada is still American. But what's on the hat? <laughs> Make America American. great again. Has but where was it made in? Made in China. China, right? <laughs> all, all Biden <laughs> stuff is made right there in America. And, <laughs> but that's the hypocrisy of what they're doing, right? They talk down to women. They think that, you know, it's like they think, like, for example, what was I? I was uh, today, it was a moment I went, wow, if. Um, what was it? If I uh, oh, I had to buy pads for my daughter. Okay. So I'm at the store buying pads for my daughter, and the dude says, "Oh man, you've been emasculated." <laughs> I go, "Why?" Because I'm buying pads for my daughter. No, dude, you're troubled. You're broken. Because if you can't go out and buy pads for your daughter, you ain't a fucking man, bro. Because that scares you? That makes yeah. you look bad? Yeah. You're a fucking snowflake. Get out of my fucking face. <laughs> right? You know, I also I also bought from Just for Men and a candy bar to make sure that the, uh, the clerk knew, <laughs> hey, these aren't for me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, of course. It's like, what up, man? bud? What up? Hello? Who's in here? Okay. All right. 
Yeah. Well, we should wrap it up today. All uh, right. That was that was actually good. It turned out like it was a, a session that was not going well because my power jumped out and it came back on. <laughs> then it jumped out again and it came back on and now it's in, it lasted. We'll see if it lasts the rest of the night. Hey, did the a la carte, um, was that a la carte that's happening tomorrow inspired because of joy? Because of joy? Joy? Yeah, yeah, it was inspired because there were some clear mistakes he made uh, in hosting a show. And it was like showing the difference between emceeing and hosting an event as opposed to doing stand up is a big difference because this is fits right into MAP, material audience performer. The material should be suitable for the audience, suitable for the former and also the presentation of it, being aware of how to present at one of these events. And we're going to show the clear um, difference between how Coy presented at Chasing Laughs and how like a Kimmel does it uh, or, you know, a um, or Jim Gaffigan or uh, of, um, Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal or Ellen DeGeneres, uh, or, um, who was a great host. Uh, what's their names? Amy and uh, what am I, Tina. Tina, were, Tina Fey and Amy Schumer, Amy, yeah, they Amy did. Polar, sorry. Polar, yeah, Schumer. <laughs> Come on, man. We don't, we don't, we don't like that Schumer lady here. <laughs> I, I love Amy. I love her. It's like she so, so, put it in her. <laughs> she already had somebody put it in her. Not black, though. <laughs> oh no. Maybe oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Sure I, she bet she I bet she took I bet some. I bet you Patrice probably fucked her. <laughs> bet, you never know, man. That's why she probably gave her the joke. <laughs> probably what happened. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So that's what's that's what we're doing in this one. This is going to be a fun one because it's, there is a difference between hosting and and if, if more comedians applied some of these techniques in their regular act, they'd take that pressure off themselves to get a laugh because basically it's about information. You're delivering information. The jokes happen as a result of the twist on the information. So, But while you're giving the information, there's no pressure no. to get a laugh. You're just giving information. It's just like when you're emceeing and you do a special announcement, you know. Um, uh, uh, by the way, uh, here's a, let's lay down some of the house rules. Bathrooms are over here. Um, the exits are over there. Uh, turn down, turn off your cell phone. Set them to private. We don't want them interrupting the show. Um, and also, uh, we got got this note uh, uh, that said that somebody was doing cocaine off the left sink in the men's bathroom. Uh, guys, that's a known. You can't you can't do that. Every Everybody who's here knows that the right sink is the cocaine sink. So, you know, and it's just a quick... All it is is information, twist. And because it's based in information, when you hit a surprise, the surprise is bigger because they didn't expect it. And that's where the, the, so the laugh is bigger, you know? And it's just one of those techniques. I'm not looking for a laugh. I'm just giving out information. And so when the laugh happens, you're just like, you stay, you don't sit there. Occasionally you can giggle at it, but you're not chasing laughs yes. and looking for approval. You're already the host. Yes. Confidence. Run with it. Love it. Run on. Cool. All right, y'all. Well, I appreciate you guys listening to Contrast Comedy. Uh, talk to you guys later. Tune in next See week. See you later. Bye. That's right. Bye.